Hello, you are listening to the Morning Mindset Podcast, where we in this podcast do all things to do what? Get your mind right. I know that as women, as professionals, we have all the things going on for us. We have the degrees, we have the jobs, we have the kids, we have the spouses, we have the families, we have all the things. But all in all, do we have our minds right? So in each episode of this podcast, what we would like to do is to help you to break down those things that are weighing you down, that are causing barriers, that are keeping you from being the best that you can absolutely be. Yes, we come at it from a career standpoint, but it's real life stuff that you'll be able to apply for all of your life. So if you're ready to really get your mind right, to really push beyond your limitations, to really go beyond limiting beliefs, to break free of fear, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, this is the place for you. Keep listening. I'm your host, HR exec turned career pathfinder and executive coach, Keisha Hicks, and I welcome you to the morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Morning Mindset. I am Keisha Hicks. I am a past HR executive. Um, I always say I'm not new to HR. I actually grew up in HR. started my first HR career role when I was 17 years old, okay? Was able to progress my career, um, not without its bumps and bruises, but was able to uh, to progress my career, not through this imaginary ladder that you think that there is, um, but I was able to pro- progress my career all the way up until a vice president position, which I left um, back in December. But I left it to focus in on my business to elevate her, where I primarily work with who? HR professionals. Why? Because that's what I know. So I work with these HR professionals, those that, in fact, um, identify themselves as underpaid and undervalued or underappreciated. And what I help them to do is not just do their resumes and do interview prep and all that, but I help them to really shift their minds so that they can really, really take hold of and advance their careers and really make more money. Okay, because ultimately that's what it's about. It's about shifting your mind. It's about advancing your career and it's about making more money. So each Wednesday, um, what you're going to hear from me, of course, is the morning mindset. In this particular um, episode today, we're going to be talking about the subject of why toughing it out is absolutely the wrong way to advance your career. Okay, why toughing it out is absolutely the wrong way to advance your career. So, Let me start by asking a question, and um, this is also where y'all might want to get your paper, your pens, you know, so you can take notes, but I want to ask you a question. How many times have you been, you know, really super close to getting ready to leave a role, but you decided, you know what, I'm just going to tough it out? How many times has that been? How many times have you said to yourself, well, just hang in there, something will break loose, something's going to turn around for me? How many times has that been? How many times have you said, you know what? It could always be worse. So I'm just going to hang in here. How many times have you said, you know what? Let me just keep showing up and doing more and more and more and um, being loyal. And and let let me not leave this place because if I leave, I will be putting this place in a bad situation. How many of you have said that? Okay. Because here's the thing. As much as I come on here and I do many of these lives for you, um, or these videos or the, these talks for you, 
I also do them for myself. And as I was thinking about this one, this was one of those things that really struck a nerve for me. Okay. And um, the reason why it struck a nerve for me is because there have been countless times in my own career, right? And y'all heard me say earlier about how high I got up in this career and all the things, but there have been countless times in my own career where that was me, right? Where I really thought, let me just stay long enough. Let me just, let me just hang in there. Things are going to open up. Things are going to change. People are going to see me for what I'm really doing. They're going to reward me for my efforts. They're going to reward me for my work. Okay. So let me give you um, a couple of examples of how this, how this played out in my own career. Okay. So um, let's go back to um, whenever I had my son. Okay. Now, for those of you that don't know, I have two children, uh, two bio kids and two bonus. Um, my son is 19. So we're going to go back. Okay. But I can remember. And when I had him, I was in my twenties. Okay. So for those of you that are in your twenties or remember your twenties, follow me with this. There's something about being early in your career. Okay. Because it seemed like when I was earlier in my career, it was about really trying to prove myself. Right. And really trying to like, really, I don't know, demonstrate that I could do things, that I was that one. And I was the youngest one pretty much in the department. So it was really like me um, doing the most, okay, to be able to prove that I was supposed to be there. So um, when I actually had my son, I was, I was to a place where um, I was supervising at the time, believe it or not, young supervisor, super young supervisor, supervising some folks that were actually older than me. Um, who had not a whole lot of respect for me, just put it that way, because they, some one woman actually told me she had shoes older than me. Um, but um, nonetheless, I have this staff and I'm supervising it and I have to go out on maternity leave. So let me tell y'all, because I wanted to show up, because I wanted to prove myself, I actually felt bad about taking time off from maternity leave to the point where True story. I only took two weeks off. Two weeks. Literally, at the time I'm in the hospital, I am literally doing work, checking emails to the point where uh, my boss brought flowers to the hospital and he bought a, a file folder with work in it. Okay. And instead of my silly self saying, no, I don't want to do that, I felt like I had to prove myself. So I did this work. I took two weeks off and then I worked from home. Okay, I didn't go in the office, but I worked from home to the point where um, they had a carrier that would bring work to my apartment for me. Right. Uh, they would come and get every day. They would have somebody bring the work to me and then they would also have somebody come and get what I had worked on. Okay, that tells you how long. Nineteen years. Okay, it's a long time. Ago, right. Two weeks. Now, unfortunately. That wasn't the only time I did that in my career, okay? There have been many a time when I have found myself working ungodly amounts of overtime to the point where um, I can remember um, getting off from work just in time to sprint across the parking lot to jump in my car to go get this same son of mine from daycare because I didn't want him to be the last one there when he always pretty much was the last one there, 
right? Because I'm working hard, because I am really trying to prove myself, right? And show that I'm supposed to be there and hope that somebody sees it. Now, another time it happened, um, I literally, my daughter, okay? Something about me and maternity leave, I'm just gonna be honest. My daughter, she's three and a half, okay? When I had her, I was extremely nervous about going off from work. And it wasn't that I didn't trust the team that I had because I was supervising a lot of people. It wasn't that I didn't trust my team. It was that I didn't want to leave anybody hanging. So I took off a little bit of time with her. This time, I actually took off four weeks with her, right? But you know what? We got 16 weeks that we could take off in Tennessee, really. But I took four, and then I worked from home the rest of the time. Because I wanted to show up and I wanted people to, I wanted things to really flow. I didn't want any problems. And even though I had a backup, I didn't want anybody to really feel like they had to call on my backup because I wanted to seem like I had everything under control. Okay. Even during COVID. Okay. I'm going to keep going because I'm going to be very honest with you all um, because that's all I know how to be. But even during COVID, I had two people in my home to have COVID and I was working the entire time and taking care of them because I felt like I had to do it. I had to show up. I had to take care of people in my house who had COVID and this little person, right? And make sure that I kept everything going. All the balls were juggling, right? Because I felt as though I had to prove myself. I felt as though I had to be loyal. I felt as though, you know what, if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? Okay. Now, go back to two two jobs ago when I got ready to leave this position. This position no longer served me. Okay. No longer served me. Like I'm busting it. I'm traveling. I'm I'm, I'm doing all the things. You know, I'm, I'm making sure that people are having what they need. My team is rocking it out. All of the things, right? And even though I was working that hard, y'all, as I think about it, it just almost like chokes me up. Even though I was working that hard, it was though I wasn't being recognized for the work. Instead, what I was being given was more tasks to do, more tasks to do. And with that, I felt a responsibility at that point. I felt a responsibility to to kind of put my team under my wing. I felt a responsibility to someone else. So it was heaviness. So when I got ready to think about moving on from this role, it took me a while. I battled with it because I knew that this role no longer served me. I knew that the role didn't actually, wasn't going to pay me what I was worth because you'll never get paid with your worth. Let's just keep it real. But it was never going to really pay me. I wasn't really being acknowledged the way I wanted to be acknowledged or needed to be acknowledged. And there was no future growth in it for me. There were no growth opportunities in it for me. But I had this extreme amount of guilt about leaving because I felt as though if I left and I actually chose me, chose myself, chose my happiness, chose my fulfillment, chose something that was going to work for me, that I was in fact being disloyal. And that I was leaving people hanging, right? And I didn't want to do that because I didn't want this perception of this is who I was, 
right? And so I battled with it for many months. Like, should I leave? Should I go? Should I stay? And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it was just like, it got heavier and heavier and heavier. And I will tell you that when I decided to leave, let me tell you how it played out, okay? When I decided to leave this organization, I didn't give the standard, you know, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. I actually almost gave like a month's notice, okay? And I didn't necessarily do it for the person that I worked for. I did it for my team because, again, I felt guilty for leaving them, right? And I kept thinking, you know, maybe even to the point where I was like, well, maybe I should just tough this out. Maybe I should just stay. Maybe I'll just even take a vacation for a while, come back, refresh, and everything will be okay. Okay, no. So when I decided to leave, okay, and I put in my notice, I literally remember this day, okay, follow me. I had so much anxiety about telling someone that I was quitting. Okay, has it ever happened to you when you get ready to resign? Like, there's this anxiety, like, like, and it wasn't like an anxiousness, like an excited anxiousness. It was like this in the pit of my stomach. Like I was almost like sick about having to tell somebody that I was leaving them. Right. That's, that's, that's where it was because I didn't want to look bad. I didn't want to, like, I felt guilty about it. It was, it was, it was just all the things, right. It was sitting in the pit of my stomach, even though this was a place and I knew it logically, I knew that this was a place that just didn't serve me, but I literally in my stomach, when I got the offer letter from the other organization, I was like, Whoa, this is really happening. Now I have to put a resignation notice together. Now I have to call. And here is the thing. You know, you got you got two sides of this, right? It's that thing like you're like, "Woo, I want to be excited because I'm leaving and I'm going into something else." But then it's like, "Ooh, but I also have to face this person and I have to tell this person that I'm leaving." Right? And then this is also this other thing that's behind you that wants to be able to tell people why you're leaving. Right. You want to tell people off. Be like, let me take, let me explain to you why I'm leaving. But you know you can't do that, right? You gotta keep it cool because you don't want people to see you in that light. Okay. So here's the day. This is what's happening for me. So um I call my my manager, my director, and I didn't send it to her in the email first. I called her and I said, Hey, you got a minute. And she was like, Yeah, sure, you know what's up. And I tell her, I said, you know what? Um and it was like, it was stuck, y'all. It was stuck. It was stuck in my throat. Like, I, it was almost like I couldn't get it up. Like, literally, this is how I feel, right? And I was like, you know, almost like, you know, before game day, right? I'm like nervous. I was more nervous telling her that I quit than I was in an interview, okay? So it was the nerves. So it's sitting there in my throat. And I said, okay, well, I'm deciding to move on. And she said, what? And I said, I've decided to take another position. I'll be leaving. And here is my last day. I said, it's so quick. Okay, here it is. Here's my last day. And that was it, y'all. That was it. Okay. She didn't ask me why. She didn't ask me, was there anything that she could have done? Nothing. Didn't ask me anything. Now, all this anxiety I felt, this roller coaster of emotions was met with, okay, all right, that was it. I've been working hard, showing up, doing these things, and I got, okay. Can y'all imagine my, like, 
my like, do you know the emotions that were running through my head at that point? Not even my heart, my head. I was just like, wait a minute, hold on. That's it. That's that's it. This okay. I, you mean to tell me I got all in my feelings. I'm all like this just for okay, that's it. Wait a minute, it gets better. So um as I'm you know trying to transition my duties out and and really um trying to you know tie up any loose ends you know never really once did she reach out to say let's sit down and let's talk about your transition okay let's talk about the plan because you know why she knew i had it she knew i had it together she knew i had my plan because i did right because that's the person that i am i had already started delegating responsibilities off i had already started creating sops for stuff that i was doing i had already started having meetings to transition things over to other people i had already started this she didn't but i did right even as i'm going out the door i'm trying to get all these things together so um we get ready to have um, an all staff meeting. Okay. We're bringing in staff from everywhere for our meeting, our department wide meeting. And she, she reaches out and she's like, Hey, you know, can you help me facilitate this meeting? You know, we got some things going on. I'm like, okay, cool. This is my last meeting with the organization. Okay. With my department. Okay. The department that I sent in last meeting. Right. So, um, we start the meeting off. We, we, we going through the meeting. Now, some of my direct reports are in there and then my, my peers and their direct reports are in there. Now my direct reports know what's going on. My direct reports actually had a party for me, you know, a couple of weeks before that we had met as a team to kind of transition things. They threw a party for me. It was very sweet, very well. And I keep in touch with many of them now. So we have this big department thing, right? And, um, we get all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Never once was I acknowledged for leaving. Never once did anybody stand up, my director, stand up and say, you know what? I want to thank Keisha for all the work that she's done. That da, 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 anything. Not that that would have would have been like what something I need. I didn't need that, but that wasn't even done. Then, okay, at the end, I'm helping to clean up. Okay, I'm even helping to clean up at the end. And then she rolls up on me and says, um, we were going to get you a cake and we were going we were gonna to get you a cake or a cookies, but we know you don't eat anything sweet. So that's why we didn't get anything. I was confused. But she does this in a, in a segment of people that are like, it's just like maybe four or five of us. Wow. Wow. Okay. So then she says to me, um, so your last day is coming up. Um, I have something for you. I have a gift for you. Oh, okay. Maybe now we're getting, it's going to start to be a little redeemed. I got a gift for you. Okay. Um, my last day of work shows up. Didn't even see her. Matter of fact, I actually handed my equipment off to the person that worked under me to say, can you turn in my equipment for me? Never had an exit interview. No one ever asked me what I actually thought about the situation I was in. But this is also a place where I felt guilty. This is also a place where I felt like I needed to tough it out. 
Does this sound familiar to anybody? Because this is real. This was my story. So then I decide, oh, I, so I, you know, I, I, I move on. I go into my next role. And even as I'm in the next role, I still got people contacting me, asking me to help them, you know, through stuff, asking me questions about stuff. And I'm still showing up for them. She probably didn't know that. But I'm still showing up for them because I felt bad about leaving them. Right. Why am I telling you all of this? Because one, I think it's important that I always share my story with you all. And if I step on people's toes and if I hurt somebody's feelings, then so be it. But here's the thing. You got to understand that sometimes we have this notion that being loyal and hanging in the places um, is actually going to get us rewarded, that somebody's going to see it, that somebody's going to acknowledge it, and that we have this notion that if we leave, that we're letting someone down or that um, we are not being loyal or we're not, we're not really proving ourselves, right? If you're choosing you, but I'm going to tell you something. Here's why that's a, there's a fallacy in that thought pattern. Are y'all ready for this? Here's what's wrong and catch this in the notes. Okay. The thing that's wrong with that is that by hanging into a place that no longer serves you, you are one missing out on opportunities. Do you know how many times over the course of that particular organization, that my time at that organization, I was actually approached about other opportunities. I can remember going on interviews and not really bringing my whole self to the interview because I kept thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to be like leaving this place. And, and I, you know, and, and, and I'm gonna be true, truthful. I mean, there's been a lot of times I haven't interviewed well. And a lot of times I don't interview well. It's not because I don't know my stuff. It's because I'm caught up in my own head and my own stuff. Right. And my thing is, is that I think about all the missed out opportunities. I mean, missed opportunities I had because I was caught up in the fact that I might actually let somebody down. I might leave somebody hanging, right? I might not seem as though I'm grateful for this opportunity that I actually have, right? Then number two, the another thing that why this is wrong is that it subjects you to burnout. When you are constantly like showing up and it's the wrong place. I'm just going to be honest. Maybe it was the right place for you at one point in time, but now it's the wrong place. When it's the wrong place for you and you are consistently showing up and you're trying to be loyal and you're doing all the things right, you actually can burn yourself out, right? Like literally, I can remember the times that I was sitting there and I was straight up burnt out, like burnt out, like I'm done put a fork in me. Right. And here's the thing about when you are burnout at work, that trickles into your home life, that trickles into your relationships. And that's real because you are so fed up. And so here's the thing. You can't, you can't necessarily go off on the people that you work with. Right. You can't lose it with the people that you work with. You can't get the people together that you work with. So then what happens? You take it out on your kids. You take it out on your spouse. You take it out on your friends. You take it out on your family right? Because they're there, right? 
because all because you decided to tough it out and to be loyal in an organization that really, really like doesn't really care that much about what you got going on. I'm not saying this is all organizations, but there's a lot of them like this, right? So burnout. The third thing that you become is resentful. You become straight up resentful, right? You become, you start to resent the time that you wasted. It starts to look like wasted time. It starts to look like all these efforts that I put in place. Because I'm telling you, when I heard, okay, when I heard, well, I was going to get you cake, but we didn't think you um, you uh, ate anything sweet. When I heard, I'm going to bring you something, but it never showed up. When I had to hand my stuff off to somebody, I became resentful. Like straight up resentful. Like, why did I even waste my time? Why did I, you know, give them an extra two weeks? Why did I, why did I try to make sure that they were straight? They didn't care if I was straight. Like, why? You become resentful. And then what happens is then you start kicking yourself in your own behind. Right? Because now you upset with them, but then usually you start to get upset with yourself because you played yourself, so to speak. And that's why I kept thinking, like, I'm playing myself with this. Like, I'm straight up playing myself. So now, here we go. Okay? I'm going to come back to it. Now, I'm mad at them. I'm mad at myself. And I'm mad at everybody in my house. My relationships start getting jacked up. Like, if I got spending habits, right? Because I want to maybe retail therapy to feel better. My money starts getting jacked up. Like, it trickles into other areas of your life. Understand what I'm saying to you. Right? So you become resentful of this whole situation. The fourth thing that happens to you is you stop growing. When you are hanging in there, when you are staying in a position that no longer serves you, when you are just showing up, trying to be loyal, trying to like really just hang in there, tough it out, right? When you keep doing this, you stop growing, right? There's only so like in your current role, if you've been there in that role three, three years or more. How much have you really learned? Keep it real. You might have taken on new tasks, but how much have you really learned? How much have you grown in that role? Really think about it. How, how much have you really learned? There's only so much you can learn because there's only so much you can go. There's only so far you can go. Somebody might give you something extra to do, a stretch assignment. But at the same time, you're going to stop growing. And that does more damage than anything to your career, because then when you start looking at other places to go, you don't know nothing. <laughs> right. There's nothing that you can add to your resume because you're stunted. Your growth is stunted. Right. And so here's the thing. You your growth gets stunted. So now you go back to being resentful. Now you're frustrated. Now you're sitting up here. You're stressed out. And here's the thing. When you start getting all these missing out opportunities, being burned out, being resentful, you're not growing physically. That takes a toll on you. Some of you right now are stressed out to the max when you take a medication for it. Right. Some of these jobs are worrying you to death. You all popping the leaves and advils. You got headaches. Your stomach hurts like or you, you didn't gain too much weight because you're eating your pain away. Like whatever it is. Right. Like here is the thing. These jobs, some of these jobs are physically wearing you out. But here's the thing. The job isn't wearing you out. You are because you're hanging on to something that you need to let go of. You're hanging on to something that you really need to release. But in your mind is I got to tough it out. 
and your mind is, I'm feel guilty. And my mind is, I'm not going to, like somebody going to look at me some kind of way, right? You got all these things that's going on with you, but here's the thing, you can control it. And I know you like, hold on, Keisha, wait a minute. I can't just leave my job. Now I'm not telling you just leave your job. I'm telling you, make your exit strategy. I'm telling you, make your plan to get up out of there, right? Now, the last thing that, why this is wrong, the fifth thing is, you're not progressing. You're not growing and you're not progressing. You're not progressing, right? Many of us, for example, when I didn't really know until eight, nine years ago what I wanted to do with my career. I didn't know at the time when I was an assistant HR director how high I really was going to go. I didn't know that. I had no clue. But I will tell you that had I stayed in that role where I was, I would have never gotten higher than that. I probably wouldn't be here right now had I not left because I had tapped out and I stopped growing and I stopped progressing. That's real. Right. I stopped progressing. I gave, I settled, I settled and I gave up, so to speak. It's like, you just throw it in and you say, okay, you know what? This is going to be the best I'm going to get. This is just going to be me right here. This is where I'm going to be. I mean, people like that. That's a sad existence. Y'all you're not progressing. And here's the thing. When you stop progressing, sometimes it can be very, um, you go back to being resentful, but you can watch other people. Maybe you're watching other people in your circle, watching other people, maybe their timelines, and you're seeing like, dang, they going places. Like last year, they were doing this, and you really feel some type of way about it. You really do. You're watching other people, you watching other people throw up wins and you watching people say, oh, I just started enrolling X, Y and Z company. I'm happy to announce. Right? You see more of those posts than you ever did before. Right. You wasn't paying attention to it before. But now you're seeing them. I'm happy to announce this or I've moved on this or I'm happy to celebrate this. And you sit up there like I ain't got nothing to celebrate. Right. That's when the self-doubt starts to check and settle in. Self-doubt. Starts to settle in. Maybe I'm not as good as what I thought I was. Uh-oh, then here comes its friend, its first cousin, rather, imposter syndrome. You're not as good as you think you are. If you do go and apply, then guess what? They're probably not going to give it to you because you don't really know anything. Or if you do get the role, they're going to find out you don't know nothing, right? This is what happens when you stay somewhere and toughen it out, okay? So here's the thing that I want you to understand that Loyalty does not equal royalty. Organizations don't necessarily like reward loyalty. They don't. Like they may say we care about our employees, we want to take care of our employees, but they don't reward loyalty. Right? Because here's the thing, real talk. If you died today, they post your job tomorrow. How loyal is that? Right? If you had think about it like this. And this is something I was talking to um, a few people about, and, and, and I've seen it since I've said this. I've had some some um, subsequent conversations, and I've seen some posts go up. You think about it, and I'm, this is from my own HR perspective, and I think companies should do better with this. You think about bereavement leave. Bereavement leave. In most organizations, bereavement leave is three days. You get three days to bereave your loved one. Three you get to be off from work for three days. Now, how loyal is that to you? Your family member passes away. We get all this. Think about it, all the death that has happened right now because of COVID. Okay. All of the, all the things, right. But you only get to take off three days because somebody wants you back to work. 
Most people don't even bury their loved one in three days. Most people I know. Okay. Then you got to turn around. You got to take care of that business. And here's the thing. Most people, some people don't even have time off to take because maybe they were caring for the loved one prior to. Right. But how loyal is that to you? Okay. And I know organizations have to keep running. I know organizations have to keep going. I know these things. There's a gap there. Something has to be fixed. Right. You got mothers who are having babies and running back to work. Mothers having babies and running back to work, sticking a six week old, six week old baby in daycare. Baby can't even hold the head up good. OK, you understand what I'm saying? Six weeks old, four to six weeks old. I'm taking my baby to daycare. Do you know how much postpartum depression people have? And now you're telling me I got to separate from my child and go to work. People can't even focus at work. But how loyal is that to you? Right. Opportunities to, to grow and progress you in your career are not there. Why? Because nobody's pouring into you. Right. Oh, we care about you. But oh, by the way, we can't we don't have the budget to pay for your certification. We don't have the budget to send you to that training class. We don't have the time to do these things. Really? But they loyal. But this is who you being loyal to. Now, again, I'm going to say this again. This is not all organizations. And I'm probably going to make some people mad by saying this, but this is real. I've seen organizations like this. Seen it. Okay? It's not cool. So loyalty does not equal royalty, right? So you have to ask yourself, if you are currently in an organization, think about it. How is that organization showing up for you? We show up for organizations all the time, right? Um we and I, and I was telling my um, coaching group this last night. It's like, you know, I had to come to the realization years ago that I don't work for anybody except for my family. I don't work for anyone except for my family. I work at these organizations because sometimes sometimes what we do is we get our minds twisted up and we work so hard for organizations and we forget that those organizations need to be working for us as well. Right. Like we literally it's not like you just showing up and just getting a free paycheck. You going to work, you doing something. Right. So when you're in these organizations, you need to be thinking about how are these organizations going to reward you for your efforts? How are these organizations going to reward you for your time? How are these organizations going to show up for you? And if they're not, then it's a decision that you have to make. You have to make a decision. Are you going to stay there and tough it out? Or are you going to figure out another way, right? But here's the thing. You don't have to be stuck installed because you're probably tired, right? If you are stuck installed right now, you're tired. I know you're worn out. And you are probably at the brink of giving up because I've been there. Been there, okay? But I will tell you, there is hope on the other side of it. There's hope. There are things that you can do. But what you have to do is you have to really be intentional. You have to be in alignment. You have to be focused. Okay. Now, what am I focusing on? What you want to do? What you hope to get out of your career? What, why you showed up in the first place? Right. You got to be focused on it. Why, why is this important to you? And not just from the standpoint of I want to advance my career, but I want to be able to advance my lifestyle. 
I want to be able to take vacations. I want to be able to go out to dinner with my friends. I want to be able to, to show up for my kids stuff, whatever it is. I got to be focused on that. So many of us lose our focus on those things and we just put all our focus on what the job wants from us. But what about your focus? What are you focused on right now? And then you have to be intentional about walking out that focus. I got to be intentional. I got to be intentional about the decisions that I make. I got to be intentional about the opportunities that I take. I got to be intentional about how I'm showing up. I have to be intentional. Because if I'm not intentional, I'm going to lose focus. All right. And then I have to be aligned. I have to be in alignment. Right. I've, I've done many videos about alignment, alignment, you know, for many of you that have been following me for a while, alignment was my word of the year last year. And it's my word of the year this year. Right. I have to be in alignment. The things that I'm doing, the choices that I'm making, the places that I go have to be in alignment with what I'm focused on. And if it's not in alignment, guess what? Just like your car, if your car is out of alignment, it's going to veer to one side, veer to the other side. You just can't get to where you're going easily. Right. You got to be in alignment, but you got to know what you're focused on. Right. But you can do it, but you just got to commit to it. And sometimes committing to something is very scary. Everything that the ladies in my program need to go further and advance their careers, they have it in them. Every single one of them, brilliant women, brilliant women, they have it in them. But the thing is, is that they have to believe it. They have to be able to zoom out, see themselves for what really is going on and not what they think, but zoom out, be able to see it and really be able to own it. But owning it means that I have to commit to it because when I own it and I commit to it, then I can focus on it and I can be really super intentional about how I'm being aligned. Y'all see how all this is flowing together, but this ain't no lazy move. This is work because I'm going to tell you something. There are people that are half as qualified as you, okay? Half as qualified as you that understand the science behind all this and are in the positions that you want to be in. But all you got to do is commit to you. That's all you got to do. You got to commit to you. And then once you commit to you, you can get real clear on what you want to do and how you want to highlight yourself and how you actually want to show up as a benefit Okay? Because any organization that 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 you go into is benefiting from you. So you have to show yourself as that right in all things, your career story. And then really thinking about who are you connecting to? How are you? How are they pouring into you? How are you growing and how are you contributing to your own advancement and the advancement of others? Now, if you can get all that down, you got it. Right. So with that being said, you don't have to tough it out. Okay. Toughen out, toughen it out is absolutely the wrong way to advance your career. It will absolutely get you nowhere. And some of y'all are addicted to being loyal and to toughen it out. Today is your day. Okay. Today is your day. If I was opening up the doors of the church. Today is your day to stop being, stop being addicted to just being loyal and really just toughen it out. If you're going to tough it out and you're going to be loyal, at least do it for yourself and not for others, not for organizations. Because, again, if they want to replace you, they will. And so that same power resides in you, too. All right. 
if you are an HR professional and you are like, Keisha, you came all the way down my street today. You've been talking to me today. I am tired of toughing it out, but and I am ready to advance my career. I am ready to shift my mind. I am ready to make more money. I'm tired of giving these folks my time and my efforts and not getting anything back from it. I encourage you to um, set up some time to chat with me. I encourage you to do so. And you can do so a couple of different ways. You can DM me or private message me the word HR and I'll reach out to you. Send me a message because I have a program that I would love to tell you more about that I think may be beneficial to you. Now, here's the thing. If you are not in HR, that does not mean that I don't have something for you too. Okay. And if they, if that's you and you need some help, you're like, I'm tired of toughing it out. I'm tired of it. Like I can't do this no more. Right. If that's you, you send me, you send me the message also HR. I know you're not in HR. We'll get there. Or you can actually DM me the word HR. All right. Listen, listen, listen. Thank you so much for catching today's episode. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm so thankful. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. Have a fantastic day.